This is your host, Dr. Mesma Shabazz. Good afternoon, beautiful women. Happy Friday. I am so, so, so pleased to be here with you again. And as I mentioned in our last conversation, that I had some numbers to share with you. We have surpassed 5,000 downloads in one year. We have grown four times bigger, and I dare say better. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I'm immensely grateful and form our tribe of women of power and grace that we will always be open to reaching and hand to someone else who needs our insight so they step out of pain and worry. Journey with us as we embark on a journey of power and grace and fully into the goddess energy in and around us. So thank you, thank you, thank you. I have thought about this very closely and I can say this, that developing a reflective routine for inner growth in the last couple of weeks since we started this discussion takes us on a quest, a quest for truth, for authenticity, and finding your own unique way of expression. If you want to work with reflective questions, consider joining our platform. The link is below where you have weekly questions to help trigger the inner work you may need to do to connect you to your vision. And so we continue. This is part two of developing a reflective routine for inner growth. I'm going to begin again this conversation with a reflective question. In what ways were you a woman of power and grace these past few weeks? months, and even a year. As mentioned many times before, my definition of a woman of power and grace is that she is unapologetically herself. She feels beautiful and fully present in her own reality. She understands love and speaks her truth. She acknowledges her strength, intuition, and faith. Best of all, she sees her place in this universe, sharing her gifts with all. She is queen mother and daughter of the Most High One. So in what areas are you being authentic? And in what areas are you in self-denial? Because the paths of the visionary and teacher impress upon us to have the ability to connect to our inner vision and being open to outcome respectively. Let's look at each in a little more detail. The way of the visionary as mentioned earlier in the connection to our inner vision. It is the connection to our inner vision, our voice. And I believe it is what drives us to be hopeful and ignite the creative spirit within us. We each have our own unique voice and something that no one can imitate. It is yours and yours alone. The main goal is to channel that voice and creative spirit outward to serve humanity. And it is a coming home 
itself. We sometimes deny who we truly are and consequently hold that voice from being heard. This is a theme I talk about often. We sometimes choose to accommodate others in order to avoid conflict. And when we do this consistently, we lose ourselves in our relationships. For example, if you happen to exaggerate your experiences, you may be sending signals of insecurity. And the visionary knows how to eliminate the contradictions in their relationships. The visionary tells the truth without blame or judgment. For example, this is how I feel about the situation. I need to step out for a moment to breathe before I can handle this conversation. For the most part, we all know what our heart's desires are. And being able to communicate that effectively means we must honor our own unique voices. So I ask then, when did you stop singing your soul song? In my native traditions, we place a high significance on the ability to express oneself truthfully and skillfully. Right from the eighth day when a child is brought outdoors for the naming ceremony, the family emphasizes during that rite of passage that a child is blessed with the understanding of truth. The family elder initiates the ceremony by putting three drops of clear liquid, water or gin, on the baby's tongue with the accompanying words. When you say water, let water be your word. When you say wine, let wine be your word. The naming ceremony initiates the child into the essence of truth and discreet speech. The need for care, truth, firmness, and social sensitivity in the exercise of the spoken word. To be articulate means to have dry lips. A person with such ability is described as having crisp, smooth, concise, and controlled speech. Speech devoid of hesitation, mumbling, and forensic uncertainty. To be described as having moistened lips signifies the lack of fluency, and a person who holds water in the mouth is deemed to speak untruthfully. It also denotes a purposeful lack of clarity in articulation with the intent to lie, insinuate, or abuse. It is evident that the way of the visionary encourages us to tap into our intuition and the unique ways in which we see the world, shape our perceptions and insight to create and communicate with our unique voices. I'll add that there are many tools available to each and every one of us to cultivate our unique soul song, and we can use the following tools to help us tap in fully. One, the use of bells during meditation helps us to recall our purpose. Two, contemplation 
to have a practice, and, and I, I do this all the time, talk about this all the time, having a spiritual practice or practices that allows us to into the deep recesses of ourselves, like meditation, prayer. The longing to connect deeply with the divine pays off, and we see our own beauty unfold. Going into nature, three, I always have a healing ritual that I do outdoors in recognizing that the trees and other elements also hold wisdom. You may experience heightened intuition if you spend time connecting, even out under the open sky. This, observe the sun, experiencing the breeze and animals in your immediate surroundings. It is also through movement, the walking through the park, that we can release and begin to trust ourselves, develop the inner world, what is within, and self. When walking the path of the visionary, you may reflect on the following questions. Who am I? Who are you? Am I the image in the mirror? Are you the image in the mirror? How do I fit into the universe? How do you fit into the universe? What is beauty and why does it move me? What is beauty and why does it move you? I'll move on now to the way of the teacher. We live in a world where our competition drives us, but it also is detrimental to our way of being because we are constantly attached to outcome. We have yard sticks to measure success, status, health, almost always forced to negate our sense of purpose and knowing. If you look back on the best teachers in your life, they almost always would have one thing in common, wisdom. And you almost always remember how they impacted your life. The Akan proverb, wisdom is not like money to be tied up and hidden. It's magnified into a well-known Anansi story, Anansi and the Wisdom Part, which tells us how wisdom spread to the world. Anansi stories provide the depth and intensity of an approach which enables us to appreciate our access to the abundance of life's rich yet sometimes hidden treasures, our elders said. The story of Anansi and the wisdom part, a very common Anansi story, is often recited in the native language and one of my favorites. It tells us how wise Anansi is. Because of this, he is consulted by members of the community and also recognize as such. In his efforts to hold all the wisdom, he puts it into a pot and attempts to climb a tall tree to hide it from everyone. However, the pot hanging over his belly gets in the way of his climb. His son, eldest son in Tikuma, sees what is happening and suggests to his father that he should tie the pot on his back so his hands will be free. 
And Nancy is frustrated with his son because at his suggestion, the son's suggestion, there is an indication that he does not know everything. And in his frustration, moving the pad around his body, Anansi drops it to the ground. And that is how wisdom spreads to all corners of the world. We all hold the capacity to wisdom. One of the attributes of wisdom bearers is silence. Spending time quietly can help you to listen to the whispers. I like framing it that way. Hear your inner guidance. You may be able to cultivate compassionate listening, as also taught by Teknatan. I loved watching my grandmother. I think she was exceptional in this area. She didn't speak much, but you knew exactly where she stood all the time. And it is a skill, you know, I keep trying to learn. We can call on our unseen friends, including our ancestors, to support, guide, aid, and assist us in our quest for growth, knowledge, wisdom, and wholeness. Knowing that the reflective process is a platform that helps you and I to cultivate a mechanism that is fluid and unique. Let us continue to engage the four intelligences, the spiritual, mental, emotional, and physical worlds, to utilize tools of empowerment to help us navigate being visionaries and master teachers. I'll close with a couple of reflective questions. That's the topic after all, right? Which of your female ancestors do you relate to the most? Can you identify the reasons? Is this ancestor a clear mirror for you? I am including the link below and I look forward to seeing you in the platform and in two weeks here again. I'm really, really excited about our progress and I hope you are too. And please do not hesitate to send your questions and or things you would like us to discuss in upcoming podcasts. Once again, be unapologetically yourself. Continue to walk the path of the warrior, teacher, visionary, and healer. Be a woman of power and grace. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. See you in a couple of weeks. Much love.